Good afternoon, everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation and... It has been a busy day up on Capitol Hill as the much-anticipated hearing involving TikTok CEO, uh, whose name is suddenly escapes me. Uh, what it's Show Chu, Show Z Chu, I think is his name, his full name. Uh, that has been a very testy congressional hearing. Now, it's in the House. The Senate actually adjourned for the weekend at like 1.30 today. So uh, thank thank the Lord the Senate can do us no harm for a few days. But the House has been grilling uh, TikTok CEO Sho Chu. And he has been in full denial mode. He's been uh, very much in damage control mode. And for good reason. The, the company is uh, at the very brink of facing a, a major disaster in the U.S. Uh, there are people who are talking about a full ban. I don't think a full ban is the way we should go, and I'll tell you why shortly, but let's get into some of these clips. Um, so there was one point we know that, uh, based on internal reports from... Uh, from TikTok that were leaked to Forbes and others that TikTok actually did spy or collected the data on journalists. And this is how Congress uh, discussed that. As I previously referenced, TikTok spied on American journalists. Can you say with 100% certainty that neither ByteDance nor TikTok employees can target other Americans with similar surveillance techniques? Chair Rogers, I first of all disagree with the characterization that is spying. Um, it was an internal investigation. Yes on, or no? Can you do surveillance of other Americans? We, we will protect the U.S. user data and fire it all from all unwanted foreign access. It's a commitment that we've given to the committee. Okay, so uh, then we've got this one. Uh, this is just, uh, this, this is where you can tell this guy he does not want to upset the Chinese government right here. Uh, four times was asked to admit if the Chinese Communist Party was persecuting the Uyghur population, the ethnic cleansing of, of uh, the Muslim Chinese, the Uyghurs. And this is that clip. Yield to the lady from Arizona, Ms. Lesko, for five minutes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Mr. Chu, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, you, if you use our app and you open it, you will find our users who that's give not, all sorts of content. That's not my question. My question is, do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Well, it's deeply concerning to hear about all accounts of human rights abuse. My role here is to explain what our platform does on this. It's a pretty easy question. Do you agree that the Chinese government has persecuted the Uyghur population? Congresswoman, I'm here to describe TikTok and what we do as a platform. And as All a right. platform, we allow our users to freely express All their right. views on this issue Earlier and any today, other issue that matters to them. Okay. Uh, and, and one more clip here. Um, in this particular clip, Shochu does not deny that employees at TikTok's parent company have access to American-sensitive user data. 
Yes or no? Do any ByteDance employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to user, U.S. user data? Today, all um, U.S. user data is stored by default in the Oracle Cloud infrastructure, question, and access question, to that is controlled is, do any by American ByteDance personnel. ByteDance employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to U.S. data? Uh, Congressman, uh, I would appreciate this. This is a complex uh, topic. Today, all data yes, is stored yes by no. default. No, it's not that complex. Yes or no, do they have access to user data? We have, after Project Texas is done, the answer is no. Today, there's yes, still some so data saying, that we need yes, to delete. But we've heard already from the ranking. Okay, see, th this is all a problem for TikTok. Now, I don't think, but because of First Amendment concerns, I don't think that banning TikTok in the U.S. is the way to go. I think you, you run into some very, uh, very major constitutional legal issues with that. But the U.S. government can go after ByteDance and force the sale to a non-Chinese company in order for TikTok to be allowed to continue to run in the U.S. You can force that. But the outright just straight-up banning of TikTok in the U.S. I think is pretty problematic. There's also an economic concern here. TikTok has 150 million U.S. users. There are several American companies that have operations in China. A lot of those American companies, companies that the U.S. does rely on, those companies could face retaliation from the Chinese. They could be kicked out of China. That would cripple those companies and in turn cripple an already fragile U.S. economy. You also have, and God help me for defending them at all, you also have influencers. You have an actual class of Americans who use TikTok as a primary or secondary source of income, and they make a lot of money through there. And I don't want to knock anybody that makes money however they make money. You know, God bless you, you go and do it. I just don't like the content some of the influencers are putting out. But as a class, influencer exists. Now, now, granted, influencer in some shape or form has existed all through history. It's just a new way of advertising, basically. But if you ban TikTok, the most popular video app out there, you get rid of an entire class of social media influencer. You cripple their finances in a way that does have economic ramifications. But you listen to those clips and you watch and you listen to that hearing today in Congress and you walk away knowing that TikTok is shady as hell. It really is. The amount of data they collect, the user data they have, the ability of employees to access it, the type of content that they can push forward to kids, to young adults, to grown adults, the way the algorithm is shaped, not necessarily by user data, but by what the company wants to push out for advertising and revenue purposes, but also just because they can. And then consider all of that information, plus the fact that the Chinese government, whether or not Sho Chu wanted to admit it, the Chinese government has access to all of this. 
you cannot operate in China without following China's rules, and China can seize whatever it wants to. You cannot go through the internet in China without the Chinese government having your data because of it. And that's what Shochu was denying, or at least not openly. He, he, he didn't want to admit to any of that today. He skirted around it as much as he could, but the fact of the matter is the Chinese government at any point can seize this information, and there's no guarantee that they haven't. You start to understand that it is a very serious situation. Now, I'm a TikTok user. I'm not an influencer. Nobody wants to listen to the garbage I have to say. but I understand the data that it's collecting and that that data, if used in the wrong way, can be very problematic. But here is the ultimate problem. This extends far beyond TikTok. This extends far beyond the social media space. We're at a point where a Chinese app has access to a bunch of American data, and our government has been slow to respond to it. We've known about this issue for quite a while, and only in recent months has anybody in the government actually taken a, any sort of step to start blocking it. The banning of it from government-issued uh, government phones was a big step, but there needs to be more. There needs to be a deeper look at it, and the government has been slow to respond to it, partially because the U.S. government actually doesn't want to deal with Chinese concerns. They really don't want to. The U.S. government has been extremely timid in going after China to the point where we have now ceded the global stage to China. How can we expect anybody to take us serious when we talk about the problems that are inherent in the TikTok user data uh, collection. How can we expect anybody to take us seriously on that when we have seeded the world stage? We've seeded the Middle East. We've seeded the, the Russia-Ukraine war theater. We've seeded the entire world stage to China. The Biden administration has backed us off from that. We cannot be taken seriously on the threat of China when we have not shown that we are serious about the threat of China. This goes far beyond the user data collected through a social media app. This goes to China being emboldened to do a whole lot more than just collect our data because nobody is going to hold them accountable. This is a longstanding problem in American foreign policy. American foreign policy, particularly under Democrats, has been very weak on these geopolitical adversaries. Now, don't get me wrong, Republicans haven't been that great either. Republicans have not taken very seriously the threat of Russia or China for years. George W. Bush was enamored with the Middle East. Didn't really deal with Russia, didn't really deal with China. Trump was not adversarial, but not, you know, super friendly, but he was more welcoming to them than I think Republicans should have been comfortable with. But Biden and Obama have completely backed off on trying to hold either of them accountable. And they can go out and say that 
that, you know, Putin helped steal the election for Hillary Clinton, which some of them are still saying. And they can say that Putin is a tyrant who is uh, invading the sovereignty of Ukraine and slaughtering these people and, and, and all of that. But they haven't done one single substantive thing to address anything about Russia in this. Gone are the days when we can be taken seriously on the global stage because we've had leadership over the years that has not taken any of it seriously. And as a result, yeah, we can have these hearings about TikTok. We can bring a Chinese national in, the CEO of TikTok, to talk about all of it. But after the hearing's over, what gets done? Probably nothing. Nothing that's substantive anyway. 232-1542. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation. One more clip uh, from the hearing today. This one, uh, TikTok CEO Sho Chu essentially agrees that the Chinese Communist Party has the ability to manipulate TikTok content. Do you disagree with FBI Director Ray and NSA Director Nakasone when they said that the CCP could have the capability to manipulate data and send it to the United States? Do you disagree with their statement? Their statement says could. Uh, So do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so it is possible that the CCP under the auspices of ByteDance, which is your parent company, which you get paid from, has the ability to manipulate content that is being shared with 130 million Americans. Yes? Congressman, I... I At some point, you just have to admire either the courage or the stupidity that it takes to sit in front of Congress for five hours and basically admit in a 30-second clip that everything that Congress believes about your company is absolutely right. But that's what Shochu did there by admitting that the communist, the Chinese Communist Party has the ability to manipulate that data. He's saying, that, hey, yeah, sure, the CCP could, send what it, could manipulate the algorithms, could manipulate the data, could manipulate whatever, and push it in front of millions of Americans. I don't know that I'd have admitted that. I'd have tried to evade that one and maybe answer some of the other questions. Yes, absolutely, the Chinese are persecuting the Uyghurs. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I don't think you. It's necessarily fair to say the Chinese could manipulate that. That would be what I would have done if I were supposed to be a lying, manipulative guy trying to save my company from being banned in the U.S. Which, after today's hearing, is a lot more likely because of that. That one answer right there probably did more damage to TikTok than any other part of that hearing today. And some of you are probably out there wondering, why, why should we care? It's, a, it's an app. We don't use it. it. It matters because the sheer number of Americans who do use it and who are influenced by it. It matters because during the pandemic, all of our kids were at home scrolling through TikTok, watching it for even longer periods of time than normal. Because that's all there was, because we were locked down. And that was the perfect opportunity to get any of that in front of American children's eyes. It's an issue that needs to be addressed. A full ban, I don't know. Forcing the sale away from ByteDance, maybe. 
But there's a lot that's going to go into that. And hopefully our government starts to take it seriously enough to actually pass laws and do something about it rather than just have a five-hour hearing and that's it. 232-1542. We'll be back in a moment here on The Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Plenty to talk about still to go. I... uh, uh Y'all, there's a reason the petition against LaToya Cantrell failed. I've seen, thanks to news reports, some of the people who signed the petition. Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Cinderella, Shrek, Goofy, Doc Dwarf, Bashful Dwarf, Happy Dwarf, Sleeping Beauty, Donald Duck, Prince Charming, Fred Flintstone, Scooby-Doo, Barney Rubble. Also on the list was an actual New Orleans resident, Princess Tiana from Disney's Princess and the Frog, also signed the petition. Uh, The other part of the problem with the petition is that a secondary list of names that was submitted, uh, like 90% of those names were just duplicates from the first packet turned in. So the... uh, The, the the petition failed. They turned in 67,000 signatures. 27,000, nearly 28,000 were valid. And a ton of them were fake, illegible, uh, whatever. Like they, they just, there was no, um, there, there was no, uh, there was there's just nothing real about some of those signatures. Um, WDSU in New Orleans has this particular story, including the list of the Disney characters who signed. Sandra Wilson and her chief deputy registrar, Danielle Duplessis Hammond, spoke out about some of the signatures included in the submitted list from recall organizers. According to Hammond, several pages of signatures included Disney characters like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Tiana, and more. Hammond also said that the list of supplemental signatures provided was a duplication list of the signatures originally submitted, which is why 90% of the second batch was not included in the final signature count. Hammond said that many signatures had to be tossed because they were missing information like addresses or they weren't legible. According to the registrar's office, the recall organizers did not submit the necessary paperwork before turning over the signatures, specifically a document that is required for certification. This form is called the Registrar Certification Form. Wilson also said that the recall organizers did not keep original copies of the signatures they gathered and expected those in, and expected those involved to be more organized. So, once again, they have the opportunity to recall Latoya Cantrell didn't even come close. And to be fair, a recall in Louisiana is extremely hard. A recall anywhere is extremely hard. But in Louisiana, it's very hard. You heard the the news report earlier from Brandon that Paul Hollis, a a state legislator, is working on a bill to make it easier to recall politicians. 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's jump to the phone lines now. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's calling? Hey, is this me? Yes. Okay, hey, this is Randall from Jenny's. I heard, after hearing all these names that were written down, you know, Goofy, Mickey Mouse, 
you think that could have been some um, Latoya supporters doing that to, you know, give them the middle finger? And You know, it, it could very well have been the whole Operation Chaos thing, as Rush Limbaugh made famous yeah. several years ago. Um, and, and it's There's a lot of people who probably went to these and didn't take it seriously, and there are some people who I, I legitimately, like, this is my, I wish I had a tinfoil hat in here, but I'm not convinced that some people put fake names down in order to avoid mm-hmm. LaToya finding out who they were. Yeah, that would be my tinfoil right. hat conspiracy for. But yeah, there's a lot of people who went to these signing events and just they they put down whatever name they weren't taking it seriously. I mean, if you don't want your name known, at least don't put down Minnie Mouse or Goofy. Yeah, you know, put well, down you know I don't know, whoever you want, um, and uh, some yeah. rock star or anything. But anyway. Okay, thank you, Mr. Cunningham. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Randall. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation as well or send a message to the KPL app chat. I will say this. Um, so WDSU in New Orleans, actually, they, they have a picture of one of, the vo- of one of the signature sheets. And the handwriting looks very similar between a lot of these Disney characters. It looks like maybe somebody was just scrambling to put in names to try to fill out the form. So it could be that too. Like the organizers were just in a rush to get the numbers they needed. So they just started jotting down Disney character names and hoping that nobody would notice. I mean, that could very well have been the case too. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham show. Who's calling? Call, are you there? Hey. Hey, is that you, Joe? Yes, it is. Hey, uh, I just got a couple of things. Uh, the first thing, the recall election in New Orleans. How do we know that these people don't identify as Goofy or Snow White <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> they are transanimated. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's possible, right? I mean, the there, there's, there's very well. Somebody could really think they are Princess Tiana from the Disney New Orleans-based Princess and the Frog. They could very well think that, and I don't hold it against them. Well, you know, it's possible. The second thing, as far as the influencers on TikTok are concerned, it's just like any other big company that goes out of business. You know, uh, people lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and it's that way sometimes. Yeah, and the thing about influencers is uh, TikTok is more than likely their biggest source of revenue. You can find a lot of those influencers also have accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and elsewhere, but they don't get the kinds of views that they would get on. Uh, more than likely, Facebook is the next biggest market for a lot of them, but the the Facebook, um, the videos they post that are basically like TikToks on Facebook, most of the time those are actually posted to their Instagram and shared to a Facebook page because Instagram doesn't really have a whole lot of community platforming to it facebook there's comments there's uh you can interact with them in a much nicer presentation than on instagram but yeah they do have other outlets they could go do their whole influencing thing tiktok just made the video aspect of it really really easy for them and i think that's what they're lamenting the most it i mean it's big the the advertising industry online on social media is absolutely huge and your only video options really are TikTok or YouTube and YouTube is owned by Google and their rules and regulations are just so mind numbingly stupid. It's much harder 
to make your profit on YouTube. TikTok made it very easy. Well, if TikTok goes away, they're going to have to rely on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram in particular. Twitter, kind of, but but Twitter is very much a, a, a bubble society where everybody only follows the things that interest them. It's very hard for people to break through into new crowds on Twitter. So, yeah. You know, maybe I'm, I'm a little less sympathetic because I'm a, a, an energy worker in the oil and gas industry, and our current administration is constantly trying to put me on the unemployment line. Oh, I... I do, I do not blame you for having very little sympathy for a bunch of uh, millennials and Gen Zers that have made their money on the Internet, entertaining people with stupid jokes and things like that. Um, and, and really, if, if I were to you know, put a gun to my head and tell me which industry to save, yours is the one that I would want to see saved 12 times out of 10. Well, if we're going to save this country, we have to save this industry. Absolutely. That is 100% accurate, and it is just... It, it it is frustrating that here in Louisiana, which is such a great place for the energy industry to thrive, not only are we dealing with a federal government that wants to kill the industry, but a state government that wants to kill it too, with the governor that we currently have. I agree, hundred percent. Look, thanks for taking my call. Thank you call. very much for calling in. All right, two three two fifteen forty two. If you want to call in or send a message through the KPL app, I did not mention that enough today. Let's go ahead. Let's take this break. And when we come back, we'll get into some final bits of news for the day here on the Joe Cunningham Show, 232-1542. Message to the KPL app, whichever. I'll respond to you when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL.